Hey gang, it's John. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. I thought it would be fun since we had Tony Brock on the show earlier this week. And he was featured in Just One of the Guys, which is one of my very favorite movies of all time, let alone from the 80s. I thought I, now would be my chance to kind of venture out of the norm and talk to an actor or an actress for once. To be completely honest with you, I would love to do this same format that we do here for musicians and apply it to actors and actresses, but I don't. I like keeping this particular podcast music focused. It would mean starting a second one that follows the same template. And no one has that kind of time. At least I don't have that kind of time. Or Yan doesn't have that kind of time. So uh, I'm cheating a little bit because if I had ever started a podcast like that, the number one guest I would want to talk to would be Joyce Heiser Robinson, the star of Just One of the Guys, and we made it happen. So... Uh, there's a tie-in here, obviously. We talk about, her, you know, being on that movie, uh, what that was like for her career, uh, what her career was like before that. I don't know if you guys knew this. I just found this out recently, too. She dated Bruce Springsteen for a long time. Now, she was un- very understandably reluctant to talk about any of that into uh, much detail. Totally respect that. So we touch on it a little bit. But I just thought it would be interesting to hear about her and her recollections from that movie. I could have talked to her for hours. I could have gone frame by frame, not just of this movie, but pretty much anything else she's been in. But uh, I was trying to be very respectful of her time. I'm sure she gets asked about this movie a lot. She's probably sick to death of weirdos like me with our little podcast trying to track her down and uh, talk to a you know a favorite actress. But anyway, she was kind enough to grant me that time. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I know I sure did. She called me from her home in L.A., I've always really wanted to talk to uh, actors and actresses primarily because you would have been the top person on that wish list to talk to, but I don't do it because I, I feel like that would be a totally separate thing. Anyway, our guest this week is Tony Brock, who uh, was on the soundtrack, just one of the guys. I thought, well, if there was ever an excuse to get Joyce on the show and talk to her about music and movies and everything, now would be the time. So I... Um, that's why I was pursuing you. So I'm really grateful that you agreed to do this with me. Thanks. Absolutely. Um, Ho- hopefully I can add something to your, sure your show. I, I don't know. I'm sure you can. You I've heard be, you on other podcasts. You're great. You may be deeply disappointed. I don't know. I doubt that. I doubt that's true. Well, so Joyce, considering that this is primarily what we do as a music podcast, I rewatched just one of the guys last night just to get ready because I wanted to make sure that I I notated every person, every artist you had on your bedroom wall and every band you mentioned <laughs> oh, in the script. <laughs> Only oh, because no. I was curious if you chose these things yourself or if they were, you know, you were asked to put them in as part of the script. For instance, on your bedroom wall, there are two posters of Bruce Springsteen. We'll talk more about him in a minute. There are two pictures of Elvis Costello. There's a very weird Billy Idol badge or pin on your wall. And then there's a Rod Stewart poster, which I imagine ties back to Tony Brock being on the soundtrack. So did you have a hand in getting these things on there, or were they part of set decoration? I I had absolutely no input into that whatsoever, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, I didn't. You know, I think there were reasons they did it, but... I I had nothing to do with it. In fact, when I walked into my bedroom for the first time, I was like, 
All right, guys. Come on. Um, I was sure that you were like, can I just have the two biggest posters in my room be a broom? Nope. No. no, That is not the way it happened. That's a... that was all okay. that Lisa Gottlieb, the director and the production uh-huh. designer. I had nothing to do with it. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. The Elvis then, Costello, I, you know, is because there's the line in the movie that I dress like Elvis Costello. Right. That's what I figured. I think, yeah. So I think that's why that okay. was up there because she obviously when she dresses as a boy who would she want to be well someone who's gonna who she's a huge fan of which would have been elvis costello sure meaning okay. she meaning terry so right and i and maybe it, since terry was an elvis costello fan it would stand to reason that she would be a bruce springsteen fan too and as far as rod stewart goes yes that's possible because of tony i don't know Okay. I think he was he was involved before because they were in the movie. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine there's a little bit of a trade off going, you know. Like right. we'll put you in the movie and we'll put your poster in the bedroom. And then there's the line where you are telling Rick Morehouse that you're a big fan of the Clash, Talking Heads, Bruce of course, and Prince. Was that the script or did you put those in there yourself? You know, I actually think that I put those in myself. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. And I say that, you know, to be – I'm going to be really honest here. Yes. I don't 100% remember, but it stands to reason that I put it in there because they were Uh my – you know, some of my favorite musicians at the time in the 80s. So it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, a lot of of stuff was improvised. (laughs) Oh, improvised. Okay. Yeah, a lot of things like that. So it is it's definitely possible. And I think, you know, we we shot out of sequence. Um, Mm -hmm. The movie is shot out of sequence because of the hair. I think that I had already shot those scenes in the bedroom when we did that. Okay. So that I already, that I had to include. I mean, why, if I'm going to talk about my favorite musicians, why... Uh-huh. But I not include the ones that are up on the wall. That makes sense. That's what I okay. want to know. And then yeah, good. W- one more music-related question, not in just one of the guys. I've watched Spinal Tap a million times to see if I can even get the slightest, you know, even yeah. like you in profile. But I think all it really shows is your shoulder. How pissed off are you that you're in <laughs> one of the biggest movies of all time and it doesn't show your face? It actually does. So It does? Yeah, oh, must be there's a, a scene in the hotel room um, where we're introduced, and I think I go, yeah, they, what was my uh-huh. name in it? Belinda? I think it was Belinda, yeah. Belinda. That's, uh-huh. you know, and I, I say hi, and it is it is my face. So here's a great story, a great story, tragic story. I, <laughs> I you know, I'm sorry. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a story, co-starring role in Spinal Tap. I mean, <laughs> In, in the credits, it says, so sorry, and there's my name. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, the, they did. They shot something like 87 hours worth of That's film. That's what I've heard. Uh-huh. Yeah. So an outrageous amount of film. And there were a lot of people in that movie, a lot, that ended up on the cutting room floor. Anyway, uh-huh. Rob Reiner, the director, you know, just kind of flipped his mind. 
that uh-huh. uh, when I was invited to premiere, that he really cut me out. So <laughs> I'm, I'm there with my mother and my brother, and I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I went, here I come. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I was there. I remember when they filmed this. Watch. I should be walking yeah, back any here, minute here, now. Here I come. I'm in the. Oh, all right. Not there. Not there. Uh, and I mean, it was just like, yeah. holy cow! I cannot believe I'm yeah. on the cutting room floor. And it was kind of the first time it ever really happened to me, so I was somewhat devastated. But, I bet. But someone told me, and honestly, I haven't seen it yet. And I don't. Did you see the the new release? They 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 put out a longer version. No, I've never seen that version. And I wonder okay. if you might be in there. Yeah, I'm I'm told that okay. I'm in it a little bit more and if you would think that I would have seen it, but no, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I rewatched Spinal Tap the other night and uh it's the Artie Fufkin scene with Paul Schaefer, anyone who's listening and doesn't know. Right. You're on the bed, I believe, with Saint Hubbins as yep. a groupie, but it I didn't I looked like, you know, sh- frame by frame, many times on this really? to see if you're there. And I think it just shows your, shows your shoulder, and it, and you hear you say Belinda, but I don't believe it shows your face. I wondered if maybe if you saw it on a big screen in, like, the widescreen format that it might, you know, maybe then it's on there. But I've only ever watched it on TV. So, anyway. Yeah, I, you know what? And I've only seen it on the big screen. So, I've never – I haven't go. seen it since. So, it's okay. – it, I'm pretty – Sure, but again, as I said to you at yeah. the beginning of this, I like my memory's a little fuzzy, but right. I do think you see my face at okay. least on the big screen. You did, and sure. maybe, and maybe it will in the in the longer version that they released that I'm in it a little bit more. But again, I, that that's what someone told me, or I've heard that from a couple of different people, okay. but I don't really know that that's a fact. Okay. So, all right. so, you know, all you fans out there, you don't have to go running out to get it just in case and then get all pissed off at me because you spent the money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see that happen. Oh, man, that's great. Okay, uh-huh. so um, I may ask you about uh, Staying Alive and Valley Girl later on, too, but let's go back to just one of the guys for a second. I'm sure you get asked about this movie all the time, but hope, so hopefully I'm asking you things that are unique. I don't know. But can you tell us, this was your really your one and only starring vehicle how do you know who else was up for this part and do you know why you were selected ultimately over whoever those people were uh i think it came down to me and jennifer jason lee really Um, yeah she was the other person i think i don't think there was anyone else who tested for it again may i might be mistaken but I'm pretty sure it was just it just came down to the two of us, oh. and I think, you know, I think maybe I just I have more testosterone than she did. I, you know, <laughs> she's an amazing actress, right? Um, and I, I totally admire her. But I, you know, Lisa and I really hit it off, and I think Lisa saw a lot of herself in me. I grew up with three brothers, and like I said, I just I think that as a girl, I think it was, it just seemed, I think she had an easier time imagining me. 
trying to be trying to be a boy, not be right. a boy, but trying to be a boy maybe than she did with Jennifer. Okay. That's really I that's really the only thing. I, I I know she said that it's just like she kind of felt like she knew from the moment she met me. So oh. um I think she kind of set her sights on it and, and that's how it ended up. Okay. Uh I've always been curious, if you don't mind me asking, how tall are you? I am a little under five seven. Okay. Oh, wow, not bad. Okay. Just curious. Although, um, you know, I'm getting older, so I could sure. I'd like to be five, six and a half by now. <laughs> Probably. We're all shrinking a little You're bit. Shrinking, yes, exactly. Uh, okay. And prior to this movie, were there, because this is your one big thing, really, unfortunately, for those of us who love you, were there other movies that you nearly got or, you know, that we almost would have seen you in? What were some of the uh, close calls I mean, prior I, to this? I, I hate doing that, but... Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, I mean, I just... You don't have to Yeah, answer. there's just... Uh, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, I, I think it was between me and Rita Wilson for volunteers. Oh, you know, really? Things, yeah, I mean, it was wow. me. And I, there were so many neighbors. What was it, Kathy Moriarty? I think she mm. got that over me. Okay. Um... Oh my God! You know what? I I mean I could just go on. Okay. Uh, well, there's so there are so many that it okay. was just between me and somebody else, and I think what it, honestly the thing that cro- is that it was between me and Lorraine Bracco for The Sopranos. And, what? Uh, yeah. Really? Yep. yep. Oh. Yeah, and it was. Uh, and then I get they found out that I'm not Italian, and that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lorraine's great, and I love her, too. Uh-huh. Um, sure. And she did a great job. Uh, obviously, it would have been much different. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, but that was a heartbreaker. I bet. Does it, affect, does it affect your ability to enjoy a show like The Sopranos, watching it thinking, it could have been me? It could have been me? Right yeah. <laughs> does it? You know, again, I think it would have been... I would have, like, again, I would have been a different kind of a choice, right? Okay. It would have been yeah. going in a different direction, and I think it could have been a great direction. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I enjoyed, I thought she was great in it, and the show was fantastic, and yeah. I've always supported it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a little heartbreaking, especially because it became so successful. Sure. So, I mean, it was it was sort of heartbreaking before I even knew it. Uh, that it would be as successful as it is. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that I've had those moments of, you know, going, oh, it would have been so much better yeah. than her, you know, or that should have been my career. But, you know, it's, uh, I, I just, I'm a great believer in that everything happens for a reason. And, right. and um, I haven't quite figured out what that reason is yet, but yeah. <laughs> None um, of us have, really. Yeah. Only a select few have. Yeah. I, I I do believe that um, you know I'm I was where I was supposed to be and I got the job that I was supposed to right. and I moved away from it a little bit because I just you know in my own opinion it was hard it, I I felt like it was harder than it should have been that's mm. all so okay when was I don't know how often you watched that movie maybe you get invited to like screenings and then. Q&As and reunions and stuff like that. When you, if and when you watch the movie now, do you, are you able to watch it confidently? Like, yeah, I really nailed nailed that. 
Or do you think like a lot of people do when they look back at their yearbook pictures or themselves when they were younger and think, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that was me, you know? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I actually just finished doing uh, uh, the Hollywood show this weekend where we had a little kind of mini reunion for just one of the oh, guys. Fun. So, you know, we were just talking about a lot of the, the stories and things that happened on set and all the funny things, and we had a great time. But three years ago, we watched, we had a reunion. It was a 30th reunion of the movie, um, 30 years since its release. And it was it was it was great, and so the whole cast showed up. It was and I Good. and Billy showed up, Billy Jane, and Billy, mm-hmm. you know, he he really he so has distanced himself from his acting career that nobody thought that he was going to show up, and he surprised about him. And it was Good. so great, and we had a great time. But I will say to you that when I was watching it on the big screen, which is the only time I've seen it since it was released, I'm not good. So here, I'm not good at watching myself. I'm not good at listening to my voice. I'm not good at even looking at pictures of myself. It's really bizarre. Right. I was amazed at, even though it's so 80s and sort of the look and style, that 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 movie still holds up. Yes. In it a does. Hu- in a huge way. And I was yes. like, wow, I was, I was, I, and I was talking about it, in the, I think, in the Q&A about it, about just, it, it's kind of amazing. And that, yeah. and that how relevant it still is. Mm-hmm. And sadly, you know, as I always said, from the minute I read the script, that this is, it's kind of this, a, a film that has, you know, a real, meaning behind it. It has a lot of gravitas and it's sort of disguised in this kind of mm-hmm. fun teenage romp. And yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty proud of it. I mean God, obviously there's moments where I cringe going like, Oh my God, why, why <laughs> right. did I do that? You know, or why right. did I make that face or or yeah. whatever, you know, kind of hammy thing I may have done uh-huh. that um but I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of it. Good. It's funny you mentioned faces. So two, I have two thoughts. Number one, my favorite thing I think you do in the whole movie is, you know, there's two scenes happening in men's bathrooms in the movie, and there's the one when uh, Greg Tolan's buddy comes in to use the urinal, yeah. and you're like, yeah. how's it hanging? He says yeah. something snarky. You walk away, and you make some kind of face yeah. to him. It's the best because it's so natural. And right. uh, I just thought that's one of my favorite. Such a different choice. I don't know if that's. In a script, or that's just you being funny or whatever, but I love that choice in that moment. And then the way you throw the paper away after you uh, dry oh, your yeah. hands is <laughs> yeah. kind of a – anyway, it's just a fun little toss. You know, I was that thinking was, about – I was oh, going to say that. Those, those were mine. I, those good. Take, I, I'm going to – I will take it. It was a good, a good really good script and fun, but the, as far as the faces and the – you know, those kind of things, and we know they're just acting cho- actor choices. Sure. Yeah. Those are my favorite because they felt so natural. The right. thing I was thinking, too, about this movie, I think one of the things that makes it kind of special is that it has remained enough of, like, a, a, a cult status over the years. Yeah. Um, that it's not, you know, John Hughes put, casts a shadow that's so large over, and every, those movies belong to everybody. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Whereas just one of the guys, it, it's never quite become this massive thing. Everyone knows it, but it's not often 
well, I don't know. It's not up there in the same pantheon, I guess. So no. the no. people who love it still feel a little ownership of it, kind of like you would a band before they got popular or something, you know? It's yeah. your little secret that you're in on. And so because I think, too, that there's only so much of you on screen throughout your whole film career, we feel this kinship to you. I was thinking about why is it that I want to talk to to Joyce so badly for this? It's not some, like, you know, teenage crush thing. It's a it's a feeling a sense of ownership over you and a care and a concern for, hey, there's that girl who's in that movie that I love that not the rest of the world knows about necessarily. It's still right. important to just me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You maintain this kind of cultish, I don't know, it's like the people who love you feel a sense of ownership over you. Maybe you sense that through the fans that want a piece of you for their podcast and things like well, that. Well, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. yeah. Um, no, honestly, it's uh, you know, I tell this to the, you know, the uh, the guy who actually finally got me, Scott Ray. He's a uh, he's an agent for convention signing conventions, mm. and uh-huh. I mean, he had been chasing me down for, I mean, I, I would say almost ten years. He was incredibly persistent, and I was just as persistent that I wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And actually, it really, it was, it was amazing timing because he ended up meeting my brother Ken, who at a hotel that my brother was managing. And fun fact, it is, it was the same hotel, the Double Tree Hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona, that my brother was the manager of. Really? Which is where we stayed when we shot just one of the guys. No way. Isn't that what? crazy? How does that yeah. happen? Out of all of the hotels in the yeah. whole United States of America, he ended up being a, man, a manager at the hotel where I stayed when I shot that movie. It's wow. crazy. Um, and many and years later, by the way. Anyway, so Scott ended up meeting my brother, and at the same time that he met my brother and told him about how he's been chasing me, and and you know I'm not returning his calls. And I'm not, <laughs> right. I had started the with my husband and um, David Moss, the president of our organization. We started this nonprofit, and. So when my brother came to me and told me that he had met Scott, I said, maybe I should just, you know, give it up and say, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to raise money for my foundation. Sure. And um, so I said, yes. And honestly, it was one of the, it ended up being one of the greatest things, like something that I like thought was going to be like kind of creepy, and uh-huh. like I'm asking, I'm signing autographs for me, which I just, I don't know, it really bothered me. Whenever I heard that people were, were signing autographs for money, it actually uh-huh. it bugged me. Um, huh. and now I was going to be one of those people, but then when I did it, uh-huh. and I think I don't know for me personally, and I this is not a judgment on anybody else. So I don't want, wouldn't want yeah. anyone to take this the wrong way. Because everyone needs to make money. We all need to put a roof on our head, over our yeah. heads, and food on the table. So, but for me personally, doing it and raising money for my foundation was—I don't know—just kind of took the edge off of it for sure. me. And yeah. when I was in there and I started meeting people, this is a very long-winded answer to your question. So oh, this I apologize. is great. 
Um, maybe you can edit me down. Uh, no way. I'm going to ask you more about the political stuff later, so feel free. Keep yeah, going. so it was, and I started to get to know my fans, and from the very first one, which I think was a was a Comic-Con or in uh, Chicago or something, I I just, I had the most amazing time. Mm. I really got to see, like, I didn't realize the impact that I was having on people because I really mm. had, you know, I had no connection to the fans. Yeah. And so once I did that, and then I started a Facebook page um, where I could have, I could continue that conversation. I yeah. started to realize the incredible impact that that movie had on so many people, mostly in the LGBTQ community. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, very yeah. much so. But you know, fish out of water, stories, yep. you know what I mean? All that sure. stuff. So I, it was so deeply moving to me um, I that I felt like I wanted to continue to do that as much as I mm. possibly could. That's and, great. Yeah. So that is, is how I I really opened myself up to sure. learn about, you know, how this movie – uh, created, uh, a, you know, a real sense, like you said, that like, that I belong, that I, I made yeah. an impact in their lives, that they felt, right. you know, a little bit of that kind of ownership. So Yeah, that's it, exactly. I think the people who love the movie and love you, it's because they still feel a sense of ownership to it versus something like Pretty in Pink or whatever, where the whole world owns that movie. You know what I mean? Right. It, yeah. It's out of their hands. You don't. It's bigger than them. But um, so let me, I mean, I hope this isn't too pointed of a question. I didn't see anything. I didn't see you again until Greedy, which I have to admit, I saw that movie. In the, I've been trying to go back and watch a bunch of your stuff lately. I saw Greedy when it came out, and I don't think I've seen it since. It was a cute movie. But I remember thinking, hey, there she is. Where's she, where's she been? You know, was there no, did doors not, like, open up after the, you know, I got my first starring role. I don't know if that – I don't even remember if that movie was successful. Oh, it's, well, I mean, here's the the crazy part of that is that – so the movie was the Columbia Pictures. The the weekend our movie opened was the same weekend that a movie called Perfect with John, John Travolta ah. was opening. I actually and, love that movie too, actually. Uh, well – I know it's terrible, but I I kind of like it in a guilty pleasure way. That's okay. You're, I yeah. mean, you're allowed to. Um, thank you. Thank you. Say whatever you want. Welcome. You're welcome to to ditch it however you want. Go ahead. Uh, the executive who was in charge of our movie was fired from Columbia mm. while we were in the middle of shooting our movie. And all of a sudden, we just became like the, the, the foster child of mm. Columbia. And they... They really didn't take much interest in us, and you know it was a little, this tiny little movie with nobody in it that cost like five million dollars, and um, they had this big, huge movie, Perfect, coming out the same weekend. So they poured mm. every single solitary, you know, P and A, all of mm. their into Perfect, and mm. sort of shoved us out there, and Perfect just, I mean, it got still. <laughs> It's at the box office. I mean, they lost a ton of money on it. 
and our movie um, to date has made something like over $90 million. Really? Yep. What? No yep. way. Yeah. Way. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but here's the thing. When I made just one of the guys, it was, I mean, look, it was pretty questionable to begin with that mm. uh, I was a high school student. Yeah. You were 27 um, years old, I believe, when you started. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, if I do the math, it looked like 27, 28. Yeah, I think it was more, tw- it may have been more 26. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I think it was 26. But I'm terrible with math, by the way. I don't really remember. That's so okay. it's like, I don't, okay. I don't, last thing I'd like to do right now, John, is talk about my age. Um, <laughs> sorry, yes, yeah, sorry. I'll cut that out if you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Let's forget about that. Well, okay. I mean, you know, IMDB me. It's not like it's any big secret. Right. Trust me, I beg them to take my age <laughs> off of it. Um, and for this very reason, actually, uh-huh. because okay. when I did, when I did just one of the guys, um, and people didn't really know how old I was, I'm sure, you know, they cast around me, so, mm-hmm. you know, nobody looked that much younger than right. me, and I, mm-hmm. and I've always looked younger, um, than my age, um, thank you to my genes, and mm-hmm. I can't, uh, take credit for that, but, um, I, after that movie came out, I started to get, uh, I, I mean, every single offer that I got, and I got a few of them, it was, I was too old. Uh, I couldn't do it. I wasn't about to take another role yeah. of, as a high school student. I mean, I actually got nominated as Best, best Actress in the Youth in Film Awards. And, you did? Yes. <laughs> I did, and I couldn't uh, take it. Because yeah. I was over 18. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, there you go. Okay. I, Did I, I see I got off on another tangent. No, Did that's I fine. Answer? Yeah, there, I, pretty much. I mean, the question was why was there not <laughs> more after just one of the guys? But it sounds oh, okay. like you were getting you were getting offered parts that would have kept you in that teenage movie vein. Exactly. You were barely, you know, able to pull that up. Not barely. You know what I mean. You weren't a teenager when you made that movie anyway, so to continue right. down that road would exactly. have not made any sense. Yeah, um, it didn't make any sense. And unfortunately, though, that's kind of what happened. And uh, then, you know, uh, just a, a few bad decisions that, mm. on my part. Mm. I mean, no doubt. I, I will have to take responsibility for and things that I said no to. And Really? Can you tell us one thing you turned down you, that maybe you shouldn't have? Uh, you know, I just... You don't have to tell me if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I am a little reluctant. I I just... I don't like doing that just because I know people that... The people that were yeah. involved and got the role. And I just... I don't know. I don't really like to do okay. that. So. Okay. But I have... I mean, let's put it this way. I definitely have regrets um, mm. about decisions that I make. And okay. You know, based on really not where I was, but where I thought I was. So, I mean, that's just me being really brutally honest and, uh, you know, kind of taking responsibility. Um, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I only know, not only, but I'm I'm sort of applying to you as an actress the same sort of line of questioning I ask a lot of the musicians that I talk to, and I purposely seek out ones who... Um, are people we know, but, but maybe we've forgotten about, or maybe they had a hit 
because the, the focus of my podcast is usually how do you maintain a career, a creative career, over the long haul, because it's difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a musician, you can maybe get some of the band members back together and keep touring. That's Tony Brock's story. As you're trying to become an actress and you're getting one line and staying alive and you got one scene in Valley Girl and things are start, you know, things, there's little nibbles of success, but never like the, the complete, I've got a lot of speaking parts in a movie that everybody is seeing. How, right. what's keeping you sane during this time? Um, you know, I mean, that who says I was? Really difficult. Well, that's 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 probably true too. It's questionable whether you were saying, I guess. Yeah, you know, again, um, it was a little frustrating. It was definitely frustrating for me uh, as I kind of watched people that kind of, kind of fly by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. what about me? Yeah, um, and. You know, I, I think it would have been easier if I saw myself as just like, you know, a good actor or mm-hmm. or, or a decent, okay, a decent actor. You, it, a lot of it is, I mean, look, you know, I don't care how good you are. So much of this business is about luck. And Absolutely. it's about, you know, who you know and maybe in some cases who you don't know. So, and so, and in some ways like that, uh, who you know may can also hurt you. And I think that maybe there's certain perceptions or ideas that someone may have had of me or or anyone for that matter that they'll instead of that they sort of have this idea in their mind about who you are and what you can do. And they, you don't even get the opportunity, right? So that part of it was really frustrating. Like I said, some of it I had to take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. Um, There has, there have been a lot of starts and stops. Yeah, I had, I had many starts and stops. And you know, when I did L.A. Law, um, when I got on that show sort of looked at that as like this is going to be a big breakout yeah, yeah um for me and Hot in some show, ways, 10 episodes you're getting yeah. to play an adult exactly and that's yeah. really that's what that was all about this is finally yeah. the thing where i get to play a real grown-up and it's gonna you know it's really gonna make a difference and I think that, again, it was the same sort of thing that happened with me is that I kind of bought into the hype about myself. Mm, mm, <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, this is this is going to launch this big movie career and everybody would talk about, oh, we're going to lose Joy. She's going to become this, you know. Yeah. And I think I, it's, you know, I think I may have gotten a little carried away on that. Mm. And so when other TV stuff came up, I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and again, if I'm going to do these things, I'm just going to be really honest about it. Sure. That's that's kind of really what happened. Understood. Well, and it was different back then, too. I mean, there wasn't prestige TV like there is now. So a movie yeah, star, exactly. you know, doesn't slummit on TV very often. They have, you know, they're a much bigger deal than that, whereas now it's, you know, everyone cross-pollinates all the time. So I could imagine that you're like, oh, I'm a movie star. I'm not going to do TV parts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was silly, but... Um, right. I was thinking that, back then. You're not unique in that. 
No, I'm not, except, again, it's about dealing with where you are instead of where you think you should be. True. And I Good think point. that that is, I mean, that's that's a life lesson. That yeah. I, I, you know, I learned the hard way, and um, and I think that it, I mean, it goes in, for many people in many different kinds of careers. It's not just True. the entertainment business. It's about acting or music or dance or anything. I mean, it's just, it's like dealing with the reality of your life instead of where you think you should be in any given moment. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, can we talk about Bruce for a minute? <laughs> go, just go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. At the time of filming Just One of the Guys, you were Bruce Springsteen's girlfriend, correct? No. I That's what it says not. on IMDb. No, that is incorrect. Oh, No, liars. Bruce and I had split up. We were, we maintained a really good friendship, but no, we were not together any longer. Really? Yeah, I mean, so yes, he came to he came to visit the set, and oh, like he I said, did. We, okay. yes, we were still friends, and and he was great, and the whole cast got to go to the show in Arizona, and um, but no, we were not together. Oh, um, how long ago had you broken up by that point? You mind me asking? Again, uh, you tell me. Anything you don't want to answer, you just say and we'll cut it out. Whatever you want. I don't think it was that. It, it has been that long, actually. Okay. Um, and that, yeah, I don't, I don't think it had been that long. I, okay. I, I don't even, I don't know that it had even been a year. I'm not, I, you know what, I don't remember, but I don't think it had actually been a year. So were you, because the reason I'm asking is because you were, were you his girlfriend during, like, Courtney Cox on Dancing in the Dancing in the Dark era. No, I mean, that was later. That was it was. Up. Oh yeah. Well, that, that was, was that. that was born in the USA, which is '84, which was before the filming. Which is you have a poster of Born in the USA on your wall in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, see, there I go. I, I yeah. Know. See, that's why I'm here. It's to correct okay, all this stuff you. for you. Thank you. So sure. it probably was. It was been. It had been because that whole thing. The the whole Courtney Cox doing um, that video was was very was right after we split up. Okay, so okay. I guess it had been a year. Okay, so you were probably around then for like the writing and recording of Born in the USA, but when that took off, you guys had broken up by that point. Yep. Okay, okay. Can you maybe this is too personal? Can you think of a, a song, a Bruce song that? Not going to go there. No, not I'm not going to go there. Go. Okay, yeah. okay. I wondered if you were the little girl, and he's wanting to know if your daddy's home and I'm he's on not, fire and Bobby Jean. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. I, you know what? I'm not. You know what I? Yeah, yeah. It's all a little too personal, and it's just okay. like this is his. It's it, it's his creative process, sure. so you know I don't okay. have any idea. How's that? Okay, be? that's yeah. perfectly fine. Do you? Yeah. Um, Maybe something less personal. Do you remember being present during the germ when a song that we all know started out as just the germ of an idea? Like he, you two are in the kitchen, and he's like, "Hey, Joyce, let me show you this thing I'm working on," and that turns out to be "Hungry Heart" or something like that. Were there any moments like that, or is that too personal too? Well, no. That was, I think the the uh, what was it? I think one of the the ones that really would stand out would be, I think it's point blank when it was right mm. after the three mile Island. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Is that is that uh I think it was right after the three mile island thing had happened and I think it had okay. a really profound effect on him and that's when he wrote point blank. Okay. How long have you been married? I have been married thirteen oh. years. Or okay. maybe fourteen. Oh, let's see. There you go. Um, my husband, I don't, I hope he doesn't hear this. Um, <laughs> I got married in 2000, in October of 2003. So we okay. just had our 15 years, 15th year anniversary. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what? I, I know why I was getting confused because I, we always thought we would have sort of a reunion of our, from our wedding on our 15th wedding anniversary. And I was thinking that was in the future, but the fact is we missed it. And now we have to focus on doing it for our 20th. Got it. Okay. Okay. Now, I know that you are heavily involved. Your last name now is Robinson. You're involved mm-hmm. in the Harold Robinson nonprofit organization, I believe. Is that your husband, Harold Robinson? No, that was my husband's father. Um, okay. So yeah. tell us about tell us about your husband, if you want, how you met him, if you feel like it. And then what I I follow you on Twitter. I know you're very politically active. I share mm-hmm. a lot of your political interests and feelings. Uh, feel free to tell us what you're all about Thank today. Thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Thank with you, Joyce. God. I'm with you. Yes. yes. I hope this is not going to turn into a political battle. Nah, no um, way. We are one. We are on the right side of history. Yes. Um, so the Harold Robinson Foundation is a nonprofit that was where I think we've now been operating for, this is our 10th year. And it started with, um, and it's the simple idea. So I, I went to camp as a kid um, due to the generosity of the Jewish Federation. Um, you know, grew up with a single mom, uh, you know, four children. She worked three jobs. So, you know, she really couldn't afford to send us to camp, so there mm-hmm. was this amazing camp that we went to. And I, I, I always credit camp with really sort of um, helping form my kind of about my, you know, who I am today, mm-hmm. and who I wanted to be, and and more specifically is when I decided that I wanted to be an actor. Mm. Um, was at camp and and. Uh, it was an incredible experience for me. And so for three weeks every summer, I got to be just a kid. And that was not an easy thing for me because, like I said, my mom had to work three jobs. I was the oldest mm-hmm. of three boys. So I had a huge amount of responsibility as a child. Um, and it was just, you know, go, being able to go away for those, three weeks was a major, major impact on my life. Um, And my husband, for very different reasons, he grew up here in California in Beverly Hills and and, um, had, you know, uh, a pretty, he had a really nice life and he got to go away every summer uh, to summer camp. But Mm. he always recognized that there were kids that weren't as fortunate as he was. So it was always his dream to own a camp one day and to start a nonprofit where mm. he would be able to provide kids the same opportunities he had. So it was kind of like this really cool thing when we met, and we met 
basically at a party um, for the Lakers because I was like a crazy Laker fan, even though I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, I was also a 76er fan, but as a kid, uh, you know, I I knew I was going to end up in Hollywood one day. To me, like, what, you know, the Showtime Lakers, that was just where you saw, you know, that's where I saw all the stars. And, you know, like, I was going to be there one day. So that's why I became a Laker fan. And it's actually how I met my husband. And, yeah. So um, when he told me that, that he was actually in the process of, of buying this camp, and uh, which his dad, Harold Robinson, had helped him with. So, which is why, and at our wedding, Jeff's partner had one of the gifts that he gave us was that he got the name Harold Robinson Foundation. Mm. He took, kind of dedicated it to us at our wedding. Um, and nice. uh, so, so, but it took us a few years uh, before we got it off the ground and um it's uh it's probably really been one of the the best things that I've really ever done in my life and it's Good. just it's it, it's a really a great thing and for anybody listening just you know to learn more about what we do I'm not going to like get into a whole thing about it here even though I've probably already gone on too long but <laughs> it's um the Harold Robinson Foundation.org and uh, it's it's really good. It's, it's really great. It's really great. Good. And that's that's probably your primary focus these days. Do you even consider yourself an actress anymore? Or do you just do yeah. that when people need you or want you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm well, my my primary focus is writing now. Oh. Um. So writing and producing, and uh, um, I wrote a pilot actually with my writing partner, um, nice. Carrie Hellman, and we actually, we shot it. It was the starring Rosanna Arquette, and, nice. uh, and I'm in it. Um, oh, there you go. Don't know that it'll ever see the light of day, but yeah. uh, it was really, it was fun and funny. Mm-hmm. I love being an actor. I love mm-hmm. being in front of the camera. I think I'm good at it. Good. Uh it's just everything that to get you there. The whole, yeah. that whole process of the business is just something I'm I, I detest. <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, sounds about right. Well, um, great. Uh, this is a dream come true. I, I want. I got to tell you, um, we're you don't even know who I am. I know that, but we're Facebook friends, I believe. And every year, you wish me happy birthday. Happy birthday, and. I it is my most favorite thing in the entire world, and I'll always comment. I can't believe Joyce Heiser just wished me a happy birthday, and you don't, you never reply back. And then I always think I went too far. I, you know, she did a nice thing. I accepted it, and then I threw on too much praise, and it freaked <laughs> no. her out. And then she's no, gonna no, think, no. oh, I'm never talking to that guy again. No, but luckily, no, no, every no. year you forget who I am, so you say <laughs> happy birthday, John. And so I just want you to know that on every June 29th, my most favorite thing in the entire world is to get a happy birthday from Joyce Heiser. So you know, thank you for so, talking with me, Joyce. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And it is really – it's kind of one of the things that I said, you know what, I am going to wish everybody on my Facebook page a happy birthday. And as my Facebook page has grown yeah. into the thousands, and I just like – 
sometimes it really is, and I just, you know, or I, I won't be able to get to it for a couple of days, and I'll I have know. to go back. And and uh, if you get me right away, I do reply sometimes. If you, if if well, you see, that you got to be careful me. about that too, because if I'm too if I'm too on top of it, then I look really desperate. You know, it's got to be something. No. I got to be cooler than that. It's got to be like, hey, look, Joy Pfizer. You wish yeah. me a happy birthday. Cool. You and all the yeah. other famous movie stars that I'm friends with. <laughs> you know? So anyway, you never just have wanted to you to know. Cool. Well, I appreciate okay. that. And I, sure. you know, just so you know, it's like I said to somebody when they were asking me over the weekend, like, is it weird for me to do these things? And I said, you know what? Let's see. What is so hard about people giving you money to, to yeah. stand there and tell you how fabulous you are? Gee. <laughs> That's yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just so, care. We, we just love you, you know? Yeah. So that's all. And, and I love uh, you and I love you back. So, well, I mean, you. it's just like I really appreciate it, believe sure. me. And I appreciate the fact that you want to talk to me and that, you know, it makes you yeah. still believe that with some people you are actually still relevant. <laughs> yes. So. It matters. It matters, you know? You've been in my uh, home millions of times watching yeah. your movies. So, anyway. Well, thank you, Joyce, for doing this with me. Dream come true. There you have it. Joyce Heiser Robinson. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I mean, I figured I love that movie, and you probably have to love it in order to care about this conversation, but I figure millions of people do. So I I thought it would be really fun to bring her on and hear some of her stories and stuff like that. I, th- I hope you enjoy that. Now, I want to give another push for her foundation, the Harold Robinson Foundation. Look up HaroldRobinsonFoundation.org. It's basically a foundation that provides the opportunity for at-risk youth to go to summer camp and give them an opportunity to kind of, you know, get their lives in order, that kind of thing. You can also find her on Twitter. Just look for Joyce Heiser Robinson, obviously. I want to say one thing real quick. This was sort of a one-off. I hope that this doesn't... My fear is that this is going to open Pandora's box and I'm going to be flooded with uh, requests for other actors and actresses. Believe me, I would love to do that. And I might do that on a case by case basis when it's, when I think it's the right move, but don't send me a bunch of requests because, uh, they're just going to get lost. That's not really what this podcast is about. We might do some special occasions, uh, in the future. Anyway, we will be back next Tuesday. As always, we'll talk to you guys later.